spectacular. Shafee. Shafee, are you there? Um, do you have one way back there that would be Oh, yes, there was one called The Lodger, all about Jack yeah. the Ripper. That's right. You know why he... <laughs> Somebody wants to be ripped. Austin, Texas. Here we sit, or some of us stand, in our homemade studios, in our ivy-covered castles, or perhaps on the north side of Austin, Texas, in front of green screens depicting garages inside garages inside garages. For as you know, it is time once again for One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular we're very excited tonight to go on a journey you could call it a, a mystery if that's what you're inclined or maybe 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 some people like to call it a quest if you're if you're inclined towards adventure uh we are going to uh going to try to get to the bottom of uh how to make a non-fungible token which is going to be interesting because first we're going to have to figure out what a token is then we're going to have to find out what fungible means. And then we're going to have to find out some way to decrease that fungibility. So join us, me and this guy. He is both a mistaker and a mystiker, whether he's in Montserrat or Martinique. He's Matthew Rampy. It's all right if we podcast. It's all right if we don't. I'm not afraid of you talking too much, Shafi. I get the feeling you won't. There's no need in pretending. Downloads give you a way. Something inside you is casting like I do. We've said all there is to say. So, Shafi podcast go ahead and hit record podcast shafey take me through the night podcast i started too high that was the problem there that's <laughs> very impressive anyway i also i didn't get the melody just right i could record it again but uh we don't have time for that so it's so welcome weird. to episode 84 wait what's What's so weird Remember, that we're on episode 84? That is pretty weird. It's, it's astounding. It's downright gobsmacking is what it is. 84? Why? 84? Why? We've done this 84 <laughs> times? Our friends and family are looking at us like, guys, what, what are you, are you doing? doing? What are you doing with your time? Your talents? <laughs> what is this? But the, uh, the, the birds on... Build landlords bird feeder love it so uh you know we do it for them here's number 84 dedicated to the dedicated to them's those ones uh no uh really weird thing when you see of course i know that song but when you know i was like is this a led zeppelin song ah I was I at first I was like, oh, you know, this is this is really weird for a Led Zeppelin song. And then I was like, ah, is this some police song that I forgot about and actually like, you know, compared to most police songs? And then I was like, no, it's neither of those things. Tom Petty, right? Tom Petty. Yeah. And it's that's down. that's, All right, that's Pete, kind Tom of Petty. kind of weird for a Tom Petty song mm-hmm. too. You know, in so many Tom Petty songs, you know, are you really just sounds to me like he's doing a Bob Dylan impersonation. 
<laughs> well, uh, which I mean, is, it's fine. It's it, heavily you know, influenced by Dylan, but I mean, yeah, of course, but it's the whole not, world was. But you know, not too many of Tom Petty's songs have that same Dylan folksiness, really, right? I don't know. I'm maybe not. Some of well, them, maybe on yeah, I'm not saying, but there's a lot of radio hits from the earlier ones that are just kind of a little more rocking than. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. I'm just saying. Uh, like when he stretches his vocals like that, it's pretty cool. Um, well, I don't think I did it any justice. I don't know. I'll listen back <laughs> to it and see how it sounded. I think you did. How are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, just uh, just fantastic. Uh, no, no real complaints. Um, in in the midst of a a pretty radical laundry cycle, I, I definitely. <laughs> put the laundry off for a little too long so i've been doing a lot of running around the the laundry is is underneath bill the landlord's house so right. it's you know it's not it's not a big deal but it's still kind of a production like mm-hmm. you know it's not inside my house so you know just oh, if, but it's just it, like out the door and around the corner down a yeah. few steps right yeah, yeah. um that's still, not quite it's just, like it's not like you're having to go to the lavanderia you're not going exactly. to the laundromat, right? Exactly. Absolutely no complaints. It's a really good situation for a renter, you know, in a big city. But, yeah. uh, but I, I remember in the apartments where Amy and I met, the laundry was out the door and around the corner in a breezeway, not far. But I know what you mean. It was it was like you still, laundry it's just night enough, was laundry night. It's still just enough to get you to put it off if it's possible to put it off. Yeah. Okay. And so, how how many days had you gone? <laughs> oh, how many days had you gone over when you probably should have done your laundry? That I think that's the question. I mean, really, I like to do laundry once a week. Um, I have enough clothes to week. reason <laughs> that d- that to to. <laughs> <laughs> to somebody with two kids, like that seems absurd. <laughs> Schaefer, we do laundry every day. <laughs> we we do have a laundry in the we have uh, we have machines in the garage. We don't yeah. have to go out and go down some steps, but we do laundry every I mean, day, all the time. It is a constant I, struggle. I like to have clean clothes. I like to have clean towels. I like to, you know, but and if I was in the situation where I could just every time I took an article of clothing off, I could throw it straight in my uh yeah that is nice right Uh, that would help sure but uh i've also like i'm 40 years old now i have like five sets of sheets from my bed and 20 towels and you know it's not that seems really legit i don't think we have 20 towels (laughs) i'm more i'm more or less a grown-up so i have you know all the things that you need which that allows me that allows the uh the the less mature side of me to be like all right you know like Push i can dig out day. these weird shirts for the next five days and you know and then I, I i stopped you let's go back to the math how many days past a week had you gone this time just out of, just out of curiosity just this to time give the listenership a ballpark i had i had basically used every option <laughs> of clean clothing and clean towels and clean everything Everything in this house needed a wash, and that's at the three-week mark. Oh. <laughs> and it means that I've got a lot, a lot of laundry to do. <laughs> oh, man, that gives me the howling fatudes. <laughs> the howling fantods. <laughs> or wait, what is it? I don't I didn't know. Shave- I don't know. It's okay. Dick, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're on one topic. We're we're just tangenting to another topic. <laughs> what did he mean by that? Uh, field field correspondent Dickie Hall was touched in a bad way by my description of um, peanut butter in a spoon that you have to <laughs> use the use your like thumb to get it out. Like the water, <laughs> the pressure of the water, even the hot water won't get it out. You have to like move it out of there and he felt the gnar somewhere probably in his um uh it, it, it somewhere in deep in your bowels is where you feel that or or it's like it you feel your anal cleft quiver in that situation yeah. you're like and no! you get yeah which you get the howling fantods 
which the Howling Phantoms. What is that? We came across it in Infinite Jest, the David Foster Wallace book. Uh, he repeatedly uses the phrase "Howling Phantoms," which I thought was something that he made up, but uh, it's actually from. I looked it up, and it goes back as far back as an old Mark Twain book. So Howling Fantods is something people used to say a lot. And it's just, you know, it's the, it's the, it's, yeah, it's the, the gnar shiveries, the it's feeling. Like, it's like, whoo. Yeah, exactly. You got it. It's that, it's that feeling of being upset to your very bones. For some reason, I read that the Howling Fatudes, and I, th- <laughs> I, I thought I had heard you and him say that before, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> and it's possible yeah, that we, that we don't have it right either. You know, I've never in my life heard anybody but my brother, and now you say that that phrase out loud. Okay, well, so <laughs> it, it's now it's it's entered into the lexicon of one magical universe. So. We may have to come back to that from time to time. Um, well, sure I listen, that- buddy. I I'm I'm glad that your I'm glad that your long procrastinated laundry is on its way. Oh, um, tell me about it, man. Me too. Believe me, me too. <laughs> that must be. It's kind of a terrifying feeling when you're like in the desert of really running out of any any laundered cloth. Right, yeah. isn't it? You you start to feel a certain angst, an angst, an anxiety, right? Yeah, <laughs> and you and you wear clothes that really just don't fit. <laughs> You're like, oh, let's see. This was, oh yeah, I, oh right, this. Okay, let's put this on. Okay, when did I wear this? I have not worn this in a long time. <laughs> Yeah, well, things are go- moving in the right direction. Um, we uh, were going to talk to field correspondent Dickie Hall tonight, but... Um, yeah, he's experiencing some... Uh, he's he's experiencing some fantods from the uh, first vaccination. Okay. Some okay. vaccination fantods. So, I guess... Well, I'm just feeling a little fluey, I guess. Yeah, I got my first jab this week. Um and my main symptom was my arm hurt real bad. Like deep, deep pain in my arm. And then that day, the day of the shot, I felt a little weird. But um not- I definitely I, I had some pain in the arm, some weird feeling. Porter experienced like several days of of severe arm pain. So that's oh, definitely man. going around. I remember when I was a kid. I was probably four years old and I got some booster shot, some booster vaccine, and they put it in your thigh, right? And I swear that made my leg like worthless for about a day. I remember um I remember waking up in the night and it hurting so bad, like trying to turn over in bed. Um so, you know, that's there's precedent for vaccines. Um Remember smallpox, everybody? Um, no, I'm sorry. Polio is what I meant to say. <laughs> I said I said smallpox. I meant polio. Um, so uh, I pulled. S- uh, I pulled. I pulled this up just for my for my own uh, edification uh, and for my own memory. Uh, Fantods is an old word. You have got strong symptoms of the fantage. Your skin is so tight you can't shut your eyes without opening your mouth. Thus, American author Charles Frederick Briggs provides us the oldest recorded use of fantods in 1839. Mark Twain used the word to refer to uneasiness or restlessness as shown by nervous movements, also known as the fidgets, in Huckleberry Finn. They was all nice pictures, I reckon, but I didn't somehow seem to take to them because they always give me the fantods. The exact origins of fantod remains a mystery, but may have arisen from English dialectical fantigue, a word once used by Dickens that refers to a state of great tension or excitement, maybe a blend of fantastic and fatigue. Uh, and then the uh, addition of 
howling fan tods. That's something David Foster Wallace picked up from his mother. So where she picked that up is not sure, but she was fond of saying the, I, I imagine a mother, you know, saying this to her kids, like kids, get out of here. You're giving me the howling fan tods. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we, okay. We, I know that state. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm just glad that um, my pain can be shared here on these imaginary airwaves and um, other people can really dig in to my <laughs> pain and relate, you know. We, if, we're nothing if not relatable. Schaefer, it was good seeing you last week. I, I ran into Schaefer. Uh, it was Friday of last week. And, um, of course I'm working with blue skies in the same, it's not like, Oh, I, what, how crazy I ran into Schaefer. I was at Springdale general where the front page is go visit the front page here in the East side of Austin, Texas, if you haven't. And, um, that's also where the blue sky offices are. And I had been at a job site and I, I bring my lunch almost every day. I like to do a sandwich, uh, roast beef on sourdough, just just roast beef and mayo and romaine on sourdough. And then I do a little salad with like uh, either that romaine or maybe if I have some mixed greens and some red onion with some balsamic vinaigrette and some Parmesan. And maybe I'll also have some um, chips or something to go with that, right? If it's sandwich day, oftentimes we have leftovers and I do that little stuff with them. Anyway, I take care of myself at lunch. When you're working, lunch is an important thing. When you're in school, lunch, it, right? Remember how important lunchtime was at school? Like it was that break in your day, you know? Oh, yeah. Really, really breaks up the day and you want to have something nutritious and delicious. And, uh, it had come to Friday, not much in the uh, fridge here. And so I was going to eat out. It was going to be a treat. I was going to pick something up that day. And uh, I started thinking about this Thai place in the Mueller development. Don't make me say Miller. Um, <laughs> and uh, Miller. Yeah. And I've this, uh, this place called Pad Thai. Oh, I've said the name. Well, I, this is, there's no <laughs> subterfuge here. Um, and I've been to this restaurant a number of times and it was, it's been delicious in the past. It's beloved call, in this neighborhood. Yeah. 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 I think it's well regarded. And, um, I guess I just ordered the wrong thing. I ordered the G2, the vermicelli lovers with chicken and I love vermicelli. Um, you know, seems who like. Seems like if you love vermicelli, then vermicelli lovers should be for you. It seems right up your alley, right? Um, so I, I go, first thing, the job site was further from the restaurant that I anticipated and life has gotten busier and there's all this traffic. So I'm like trying to get to the food and then I was going to go to the office briefly and eat it. And um, when I got there and, and got into my food, it was... Um, uh it was terrible like it was it was nothing nothing in it was good the vermicelli the vermicelli noodles were like not drained properly they were very wet and the vegetables were just like mingy and and sort of and very limp and mm. the chicken was kind of not the finest cuts and then the you know it a vermicelli bowl is all tied together by that little fish sauce and chili sauce that you pour over everything you know and that was just uh it was like uh how could fish sauce get like bad the fish sauce had gone bad on it and uh it was like a the most disappointing lunch i've had <clears throat> in recent memory these are real first world problems by the way <laughs> yeah um but and I was, I was it was just I I hardly ever buy lunch and I bought lunch and I tipped well and then you stopped by and you sat there and watched me shove that and it was like I gotta work this afternoon I need these calories I'm gonna eat it and yeah. I just ate it you could tell how terrible it was yeah 
it was yeah it was kind of excruciating to watch you know because everybody knows that feeling of just being really disappointed by a dish and like just sitting there you ordered seeing, the wrong thing right seeing you seeing you experience it you know it's just uh you know my heart went out to you and also like like I feel like vermicelli is just a really dangerous one because like if the if the noodles aren't the right consistency, then things can go south really fast. There's a lot that can go wrong in a vermicelli bowl, I think. Uh, well, I don't and know. here's the thing is you can't order a vermicelli bowl at a place that isn't just like a straight up pho and bun and vermicelli place. You know, like that. Though, oh, those are the only places that can do that right. And you try it either at like some fancy place or this was like the Thai version of that. And it was just like, nope. Nope. So I give that, I honestly, I give that meal one avocado. One not avocado. Even enough. Yeah. And if I'd had some avocados, that would have been nice. That would have really enhanced the flavor <laughs> of the dish. If I'd, if I'd had one avocado that day, it would have been a much better vermicelli bowl. But uh, I just wanted to share that with everybody because the, the minutia of my life and the pain therein seems to be some of the best parts of this show. They're certainly like them, the most commented upon, not just my life, your life too, of course. <clears throat> the minutia of your pain is a song that I'm writing. I'm a, well, it's a song cycle that I'm writing. I'm very sorry to hear. I think you should give, that vermicelli exactly the number of avocados that it deserves. I would like to go on record saying I have probably had I've had several dozen high avocado meals at that place just just in case uh, you're out there and you're trying to decide. I would go there. I would order something other than the vermicelli unless you're just feeling super adventurous. Yeah, I I, I have as well. That's what was so surprising about that. Matthew, I can if you're more if you're more comfortable, I'll bleep out the name of the of the rest. No, no, it's it's fine. I you know if 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 we're lucky enough that they're listening, I you know I think they they probably understand. It's probably for the best that they hear it. You know, maybe they can uh, they can solve that one little uh, little issue on their menu. You know, part of the problem with that whole scenario is that I'm placing too much importance upon lunch. Like I'm looking to lunch to like fulfill me or something, and yeah. really all it's got to do is just give you some calories and go. You know, now every also just like we tell our kids, like we make all these different dishes at the house, and the kids complain, and we're like, not every meal is your favorite meal. You know, yeah. sometimes it's just you're lucky to get some food. So, <laughs> and I know that, and I'm I'm keeping my my attitude of gratitude over here. I'm glad to okay. hear it. I think you're taking us into a, another segment. Hopefully. Hope, hope to God. <laughs> Matthew, what's a token? Um, That's like at the um, Chuck E. Cheese or at the Pistol Pete's or at the amusement park where yeah. um, at the arcade. You get, it's like a coin. It's yeah. made of metal. It's round. Oftentimes it has a bar relief of the logo of the establishment or something, right? It right. is, uh, yeah, that is and, definitely that what one, that is? one example. Uh, it's, uh, and I think, you know, a token is probably anything that re- resembles, sorry, not resembles. <laughs> it might resemble it, but anything that represents something else, perhaps something larger, something, uh, okay. it's a symbol for something maybe. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to open my mind here. Yes. Okay. Okay. Here you, here you are. According, uh, according to the Google dictionary, uh, token pronounced token, uh, <laughs> a thing serving as, a visible or tangible representation of a fact, quality, feeling, etc. I want to offer you a small token of my appreciation oh. or a voucher that can be exchanged for goods and services, typically as one given as a gift or as offered as part of a promotional offer. Uh, redeem this token well, for... We got, a, we got a voucher here. A free dessert. 
uh, done for the sake of appearances or a symbolic gesture. That's an adjective. Uh, cases like these often bring just token fines from the courts. So a, a token fine would be just a fine representing a punishment that might not actually feel like a punishment to the to the people involved. Now, what what does fungible mean? Fungible. Pronounced fungible. I've been wondering. Are you talking about non fungible tokens? Uh, that's where I've I'm. Been, that's that's where I'm trying to get to. Yeah, I've I've been hearing a lot about these, but I really remain very ignorant. So, I hope that we can remedy that here. Fungible. Got it. <laughs> of goods contracted for without an individual specimen being specified, able to replace or be replaced by another identical item, mutually interchangeable. <coughs> so a fungible commodity, I guess, can be exchanged for the exact same amount of another commodity. I mean, uh, isn't that... Uh, isn't that just like money... Like I don't like what if you what if you buy precious metals? Is that like you're trading currency for a commodity? Is that the same thing as fungible? I'm so I really am confused. I see about that's this. that's part of it. But the fungibility, uh I think it's important to understand that uh that it's easily exchanged um capable of mutual substitution um you can say that uh well here you go uh, miriam webster being something such as money or a commodity of such a nature that one part of the quantity may be replaced by another equal part or quantity in paying a debt or when settling account oil wheat lumber fungible commodities you know you could say uh I'll give you exactly this much wheat for this much oil. Um, And then interchangeable so that, you know, uh, you can, you can swap something with something else easily and or flexible managers typically use more than a hundred different lineups over the course of a season. Batting orders are so fungible that few players last long in one spot. So, you know, easily, easily swapped. So that's where we hit on our non-fungible token. And we know now, you know, that all of these digital, uh, this, this digital art, all kinds of things that only exist digitally have been rendered as non-fungible tokens and sold for astounding amounts of money at on auction, particularly at Sotheby's. Uh, Sotheby's, one of our favorite uh, oh, oh, outlets good. outlets for non fungible non fungible tokens, and uh, so we wanted to Matthew and I wanted to get in on this action. We have uh, we have fifty pages of podcast notes here, uh, representing the first you know approximately the first one hundred podcasts and coming uh, up on one hundred. This is episode eighty four. Just to remind you. Who would not be excited to uh, to take a look at this? I'm looking back. It uh, you're looking at it right now. Hey, yeah. I heard Elon's. I the only thing I specifically I've heard about a an NFT is Elon's girlfriend Grimes made yeah. some art. Yeah, that. And she sold an NFT of that art for some absurd amount. Yeah. So, so we want to get in on it. Now That's what we're, we know that we're, we're we, we are not Grimes. We are not. I'm Matthew. no Grimes. Matthew Schaefer and I, is, and I say that to each other all the time. You're no it's Grimes, like, sir. You, 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 sir, are no Grimes. I mean, <laughs> we know. You might, you might have certain feelings for Elon Musk. And you might have a lovely singing voice, but that does not make you Grimes, sir. No, sir. We have we have to really be careful what we say about Elon because he's going to be our next door neighbor soon. Yeah, yeah, he's, that's true. Um, 
We're uh, fans, know, sir, just to be clear. We can, uh, yeah, you're welcome anytime. Uh, over, uh, but your choice in partners is suspect, but maybe I don't know enough about Grimes. Anyway. I don't know anything about Grimes. I, <laughs> I know that she's savvy in the art market. Paris to be. <laughs> she's well savvy in the art market. Okay. Okay. So I'm sorry. That was a tangent. Back on topic. Uh, I, uh, I, well, this is not a topic, but it's still funny. I looked back. I've looked back. Uh, this, our show notes actually start with episode four. We did not, we're, <laughs> yeah. oper- we're operating with, <laughs> without show notes for one, two, and three. Can't uh, believe as- we did three episodes with no notes. <laughs> you know what? That's not true. I was taking notes. I had my own notes for three. I see. Oh, and, I, and then I started this on four. After we figure out this non-fungible thing, you can sell that non-fungible token for show show three for even more than uh, I, I don't know. How does that work? So that seems for some reason that feels to me like it's more rare. But um, this one has this one has eighty episodes instead of just one episode. I don't, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean it. It may have also been deleted in in like my uh, the notes program. So I don't know. Uh, I don't think that may not exist. Can you sell an NFT to something that doesn't exist? Do you do you do you, rem- you remember remember what we talked about in episode four, Matthew? I was that was a rhetorical question. Of course, you don't. That's funny. Uh, these uh, I'm looking at the sh- at the show sheet, and these appear to be all your notes. Would you like oh, to hear yeah. them? Um. <laughs> Wait, wait, Septem- wait is this is, is this going to help sell the NFT or not? <laughs> I think it's it's making me laugh a lot. I don't know. I would think any fans of ours would really love okay. yeah, going back it. and looking at this. To be yeah. honest, what was my uh, so so episode four, September eighth, twenty twenty? You have the first note is first day of school. Okay, I was just see that was just the minutia <laughs> of life at that time. Yeah, yeah. The second is. Two nights of taking it to the limit is plenty for me. Might add disc golf designer to my res. <laughs> and embarrassing. the next note is, oh, the resume. Oh, the job search. <laughs> and then, and I, I feel certain that we must have not gotten to this because I feel like I would remember it, is shucking and jiving racist. Oh, you know, maybe I do remember talking yeah, about it this. Was. Spoiler alert. And I'm it pretty was. sure I'm pretty sure it that is. it is. Um But I'm glad we got that worked out. Uh then it says need a low stress high income hobby. No. It says need a low need a low stress high income jobby. Why am I not an entrepreneur? Question mark. Oh see, this and is finally, these are not show sheets. These are just like my fears. <laughs> the last this is like that Salina dream where there was the book of fears the last thing on here so it's it, subsequently the first thing on the show sheet is I think entertaining no one for money is a really noble profession <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's where the whole thing starts which I think is great that's the core of this is that I do a show for no one uh, get at us if you're actually listening. Um, somebody's listening. There, people are downloading. So I don't know. Also, you know what I, you know what a weird phenomenon also is with. The, I feel like some of our friends who listened at first have dropped off, and they've been replaced by other people. We don't know. Uh, yeah, I think that's all right. I think some of that might might be to to be expected. Uh, and then we of course have our. Our monster block of listeners in India. Shout out to all of you guys. Uh, I have. Uh, we'll be closing the day with a poem for uh, for the guys from India. A poem by Preeth Nambiar. Good. Good. Hopefully that'll uh, drag us out of the gutter right at the end. Right at the end of the show. A, a poem appropriately called "A Longing for Silence." <laughs> <laughs> that is on the. Mind all right, of, you ready for that this? Is on the mind of our listeners, isn't it? Now we know what we have, and we know what we want to turn it into. Now, here is the first hit. If you Google, how do I make a non-fungible token? Okay, tell me. There's a website called news.bitcoin.com. 
a step-by-step guide to creating and selling non-fungible tokens. I clicked on it. It's loading. Are we down this path? We're go. Th- we're doing this. We're good. We're we're doing it. We're gonna. <sighs> I thought in this. I thought I might eventually sell some paintings to some listeners, but this is way better. <laughs> By the way, if you want to buy a painting of mine, get at us at feedback at onemagicalhour.com. Thank you for listening, One Magical Universe. See, I was just in the summer of thanking him right in the middle of the show. Sorry, good. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, in killing some time while I pulled up this. In the summer of 2019, our news desk published a step by step guide on how to create a non fungible token asset by leveraging the simple ledger protocol built on top of the Bitcoin Cash blockchain. The following guide is an updated walkthrough on the process of creating an NFT collectible using the blockchain network with artwork uploaded to the interplanetary file system. Whoa. I did not know about the interplanetary file system. Neither did I. What what other planets are included? I think it's just, I think they're doing the same thing we're doing because we're like one magical universe. And they're like interplanetary files. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be there soon. We're putting a server on the moon, like 2022, anyway. Uh, it's, and I'm realizing, you know, okay, well, but people have been doing this since 2019 now. Uh, non-fungible token assets become all the rage. Uh, millions of dollars in artwork and collectibles. Uh, NFT solutions have been prominent on the ETH chain, I guess. That's the Ethereum blockchain, is my guess. Token solutions. I'm going to pretend like I know what you're talking about there. (laughs) Published. Ethereum is another cryptocurrency. I'm a a Dogecoin guy myself. so, So Bitcoin has its blockchain that it's built on, and Ethereum has a separate chain. I've got uh, my my cousin uh, Taylor in Portland. He he's mining. He's mining Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. is that right? He got a, he set it up. He went to my aunt and was like, "I need a little uh, investment cash, and I'm going to set up this mining operation." He's done it before, um, but he got some new machines, and he's he's got them mining. He's he's making some Bitcoin. Wow. Yeah. I would see. I would guess, like you know, there's a limited. Supposedly, Bitcoin. There's a limited number of total bitcoins that can be made. I would have thought we had already achieved that. I didn't. People are still mining bitcoins. Interesting. Yeah, it's the it's a gold rush, my friend. You've heard of the Forty ers We're the Twenty Oneers. Area, yeah. Uh, and in that interest, let's Again. continue. I wonder if this website's again. I've got all I've, I've got all my f- fungible assets in Dogecoin. <laughs> so. The process is explained, and how to sell it. Huh. In addition Listen, to are you figuring something out. In addition to the wallet, you will also need a small fraction of Bitcoin cash to create and send SLB-based tokens. This is similar to the gas function used by Ethereum in order to mint push ERC-20 token. However, you can create and send SLP tokens with only a nickel in order to follow along with this guide. Okay, so that that scared me a little, and it said you need some Bitcoin cash because I don't have any of that. I don't know about you. Man, why didn't we? Why didn't we buy Bitcoin? <laughs> I, really, I remember sitting on my bed in New York, reading the New Yorker article on Bitcoin, and being like, "I need to figure this out." And I think at that time, yeah, I, I could have bought Bitcoins for about a hundred dollars if I had just made a. You should, fuck, you should have taken a whole made a few phone calls. Yeah, you should. 
You should have taken one paycheck and put it all in Bitcoin <laughs> 10 years ago. And then, like, uh, I would have totally spent it on like mail order bongs or something. <laughs> well, it's been up and down too. Like, it, you, there probably in the last 10 years, there would have been a time when it was up and you would have been like, okay, now's the time. No to way sell. is it ever going higher than $3,000? Right. <laughs> right. Now what? I love spe- I love speculative greed and all of the howling fatudes that it brings That's on. That's a yes. That is that that way lies howling fantods, my friend. No, no yes, doubt sir. about it. <laughs> Can I go ahead and mispronounce it fatudes for the rest of time? Absolutely. <laughs> if that's okay with everybody, I think that. Um, I'm excited about this non-fungible token offered to the public of the first. Now, let me ask a, a logistical question because I'm a I'm a I'm a logistical guy. Yes, sir. Please <laughs> save me. Something <laughs> something that you'll never hear me say. Something that you'll never hear me say again. I'm a logistical guy. Um. So let's say someone wants to enter into a an exchange with us someone wants to purchase our non-fungible token which is our almost 50 pages of show sheets for our first 100 episodes that's kind of what we were averaging from the beginning is about a half a sheet per Mm -hmm. show and um and so the deliverable there is what we it's a Google Doc. We share the doc with them. We pr- wait. We print it out and put it in an envelope and send it to them like a Svelina dream. No. Or there's no it 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 only exists in digital yes, form. There's there's every so th- with this example with this example here, somebody created. It looks like the cover of the Def Leppard album Hysteria. But it says Bitcoin. Hysteria when you're near. It says Bitcoin on it instead of hysteria. And so it's just, so it's a, I guess you'd call that a GIF or a TIFF or a JPEG or whatever. It's it's just a digital image. And then it has a series of code next to it. Open quotes, op, underscore, return, comma, (laughs) parentheses, four. I'm not going to read all the code. (laughs) You're buying a code snippet. You're not even saying that joke. That joke might have been funny (laughs) if I had gone all the way through with it, but I don't know. (laughs) Op, underscore, push data one. Think that I think you have to like study up on how you say the names of the um, of of uh, of the individual characters in that particular. Oh, case. it is in fact a JPEG. Push data one. Uh, what's that called? Oh, okay. That's called a uh, contraction mark. Ampersand. Seven eight eight nine 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 dot JPEG. Okay, that's a JPEG. Contraction mark, comma. Left carrot empty. Then I... Right carrot comma. <laughs> Still that funny shaver. Stop it. <laughs> I want to give you, but listen, I want to just hip. I want to just hip you to one coding thing. If you see an exclamation point. Uh-huh. It's not an exclamation point. Okay. They call that they call that a bang. A bang. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So bang. Don't don't say it. If you're in a coding, if you're in a group of coders, if you're writing a coding joke, don't say exclamation point. Say bang. Okay. That's that's for you too, one magical universe, in case you're ever in case you're ever trying to look savvy around a group of coders, it's bang. Um, I can't like this this walkthrough of the uh actual action is is hurting my brain. But okay, well it it looks like our efforts to to capitalize on our non-fungible token are going to go nowhere. Well, <laughs> we can't even we can't even really read the instructions. No, 
I mean, I just don't think I should read them out loud. I think we could still do it. I think it's still possible for us to do. Uh, just okay. All right. Well, let's study about it, and we'll we'll let. We wanted to get Dickie on the program to talk to us about this from a financial perspective. And yeah, so yeah. What was that's still going to happen? Make that happen. And yeah. Yeah. I want to do a quick yield word shop just to get it off the show sheet. <laughs> Because I've been meaning, I've been meaning to mention this. I, sometimes I use words on the show, and I want to go back and be like, "Let me, let me, um, let me make sure that I was using that correctly." So, yield word shop harbinger. You know this word? I do. Like yeah, a, like a, a a harbinger of doom. And I I said that on a show not too long ago. I just want to make sure I was saying it right. Good news, I was. A harbinger is a person or thing that announces or signals the approach of another, like a forerunner of something, like foreshadowing. So, um, yeah, good news. I got that right. Also, I said get a bead on something. What is that? What does that mean, Shiffy? Get a bead on. Now, well, first, let's get to the bottom of why we call it Harbinger. I'll call a Harbinger a Harbinger. Okay. Yeah. I have Merriam-Webster up here. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's loading slowly. Get a bead on. I think get a bead on goes back to archery. And I think that they called... I think they called the center circle I could be entirely wrong about this but I want to say they called the central the center circle of the target a bead so if you're drawing a bead on something you're you're targeting it carefully you you are correct and I you may be this may predate the definitions that I've looked at about this but it is aiming, but it's more the that little lump of metal on the front of a rifle or a pistol. Oh, okay. That's, That's the, the bead. bead. That makes sense. You know, it's like take, taking aim at something. It, it may have previous archery uh, definitions. No, there must be something. I'm, I'm thinking of something else. So I'm going to use these two yield workshop words in a couple of sentences that are back to back that are related. So here we go. This talk about our impending non fungible token sale is a real harbinger of something. We're trying to get a bead on how to do that. Yeah, that work out. Yeah, definitely. Did the did the show did the show just really come off the rails? When medieval travelers needed lodging for the night, they went looking for a harbinger. As long as go as the 12th century, harbinger was used to mean one who provides lodging or a host. But that meaning is now obsolete. Late 1300s, harbinger was also being used for a person sent ahead of the main party to seek lodgings, often for royalty or a campaigning army. Uh, so that's probably where, you know, that's where the it's the, uh, uh, the prescient sense uh, of the word starts to come in. Harbinger makes a lot more sense than non-fungible token, because in that sense, it's you're paying for lodging, <laughs> right? Like that makes sense. I still can't figure out what you're paying for with an NFT. Uh, anyway, thanks for joining in that yield workshop. Um, I would love to just move on to that poem you were mentioning and wrap this show. Okay, up. let's do it. Thanks to all of our listeners, but particularly uh, the folks in India who are downloading us in massive numbers and uh, really, you know, keeping the wind in our sails, I'd say, from week to week. We, uh, you know, I think so. Right? I think and I, you know, I knew that this was coming, Matthew, and I hope it's not reflected too much in our product. You know, I knew that we were going to get we were going to get to the point where, you know, things were going to at least a little bit feel more like a chore. Um, and I'm not saying that that's how I feel about it right now, but I'm, 
I think that, you know, around... That's the wrong attitude. Around 80, we did... I feel like I've started to... I've started to worry that, you know, maybe I've said too much. Uh, also, also the wrong attitude. I, you know, and I'm not saying that, uh, that these are totally, these things are totally the way I feel. Um, and that these feelings have overcome me. I'm just saying that they come up and I think that that's not normal and natural for something that you've done 80 times. Um, and, but you know, those, are you breaking up? No, with me? absolutely not. I'm just okay. uh, recognizing something that I, that I knew might happen. And, you know, and I'm not even saying that it's 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 a, that this is a fully fully developed problem. I'm just saying that some of those feelings, you know, come up here and there, um, and that's the way it is. And uh, but wait, isn't this completely as a result of how our lives have changed in the last six? That months? has that has something to do with it. Yeah, we're busier. Yeah. Um. There's no there's I no mean, doubt about that. I had I had uh, like some space in my life when we started yeah. this to like sit here and think about what we we're going to say. And that what you're part of what you're saying is we have less time to really consider the structure of this. Comedy. Absolutely. And I, and I don't think I still enjoy listening to our shows. And I think, uh, you know, other people do the downloads show that they keep coming. Keep in mind. Yeah. I'm not, it keeps going up. We put out less, we put out less, episodes in march but we still had more downloads in february all i'm saying is that we knew at some point things might be harder than they were say at the very beginning and okay yeah. and you know that's gonna happen now and then it'll probably go away for a while and then it might come back again who knows and it's those downloads that people listening that, that make it you know make us feel like doing it again make it fun you know in addition to you know, in addition to talking to you, which is of course fun, uh, but you know, we could always we could just call our, call each other on the phone anytime if we wanted to do that. You know, based on our, uh, we could do it at more free times when we're not necessarily sitting in front of a computer. But we used to hardly ever call each other on the phone. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 hearkening back to a time that never was. <laughs> and I'm just saying that it's possible, and. and so so thank you matthew thank you for uh doing this with me but yeah thanks to all the listeners uh particularly the you know the ones in india who are keeping those keeping those downloads high and you know making us feel like we're we're not just two voices talking into the darkness also thank you no thank no wait thank you shafi because make no mistake this this podcast wouldn't exist without you it's your idea you roped me into it i'm <laughs> glad you did and you know we, i think we can keep going um the, the nature of it might change as our lives change I have no and doubt we'll just we just kind of persist yeah right? i have no doubt that it's yeah. true and I'm, I'm excited to see yeah. the the differences that come up and maybe yeah who knows the non-fungible will fall into a different rhythm. The non-fungible tokens that are created, both now and in the future, or what's all the NFTs? What's next in our future? What is after NFTs? RFTs, refungibleized tokens. Re. Hmm. See, now, what do you get? Do you get some code in a code editor? Fung Sign me up. <laughs> Where can I get some? Where can I get a JPEG? Now, isn't it, I'd like to pay a, after. I'd like to pay a lot of money for a JPEG. After reading my definition of fungibility, doesn't it seem like non fungible would be a bad thing? It seems like it would be something that you couldn't exchange for anything. Yeah, no, it sounds like garbage <laughs> to me. But yeah, I think non fungible. Like I think non fungible in this case means it can't be replaced by another, another of the exact same images, right? It's it's made. This has been made unique by the blockchain, and cannot be <laughs> made ununique. Uh, who knows? I like to live in the. I like to live in the physical world. Who knows, itself, guys? But whatever. But you know, and there's. I I saw something interesting. You know that the, the Wu Tang released that album, and uh, and only sold it to one person. You remember? Once once upon oh, yeah. a time in Shaolin. Martin 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 Screlly. Yeah. The that scumbag. Yeah, isn't he in jail for Ponzi and it up or something? 
Yeah, yeah. He's, Isn't he he's, a bit of a pawns? Yeah. <laughs> pons All right, before we get into something else that you and I know nothing about and talk about it for right. now, here's a, right. here's a poem for you guys. It's called, aptly, A Longing for Silence. The storm is whistling through the distant leaves, leaves shivering in chilled wind. The wandering clouds covered the dazzling sun. I hear far away a bird screaming in terror, perhaps lost in its nest. Come aboard, O oh dear, with your wings wet of rain. Though the nails would bruise my skin, leave your pace upon my palm. Stay caressed by the softest touch. There is warmth within me to shelter your dreams, and my duffel has grains to feed your hunger. On the shore of the flooded river, amidst the roaring of the darkest rain, here I am, O oh dear, longing for you. Let us have a shower in this pouring rain. Stay wet and be cleansed in rain. Amidst the noisy rain hitting the dry leaves, listen, there is a melody from far distant, soothing the senses. Dissolve unto the notes of love and dance in ecstasy with the rhythm of thunder, for between the horizons of day and night there are only a few moments left. In the morning, when there is sunshine, I will set you free to the skies of blue. Fly away to the farthest and then beyond to see a world of timeless joy, leaving me alone in this fairy dale, for I am alone, traveling to nowhere. When the way end, I would seek a shade where I would shelter my stale being to sleep unto the silence of my soul. For deep within me, there is a longing, longing of the deepest for silence, for quietude after a long, tiresome journey. I, I love that. That was a really good one. I thought it is so apropos. Uh, one magical universe. We love you. Each and every one of you. Whether you love us back or not, we love you so much. Uh, also the non-Indian ones, too. Thanks to, to the to the, Elif the Ellen Fergusons and the Cats and, and the uh, Cats and Jeffs and the Graces and the Manishas and the Jamesons and the Dads and the Aunt Andreas and the Sisters Holly and uh, a friend's Holly up in Chicago. Uh, new friends up in Seattle and, uh, and each and every one of you is Adam. I haven't seen Adam in a while. Adam, come by the bar. I miss you. Yep. Yep. Love to you all. Yeah. Remember, pour the, the choice. Sweet of the wine. The shift in the center of violence kind of was shifting contours on sides between criminal organizations. We don't see it. The battle is increasingly coming down to a fight to death between the three. Soon the bullet cartel or the more traditional drug trafficking organization finally considered the most powerful on the Where can't nobody see me while I'm making defeat? My roots is strong and sturdy, and I'm about to come forth. Cruising for a bruising, a formidable force. A man by a funky donkey, now I'm standing in front. I got the OG formula to get it all done. So step the back and put your ear to the ground. Cause I'm on a war path and I ain't backing down. Stand up, stand up, fight the fight. Stand up, stand up, knock out lies. Stand up, stand out, and I don't back down. Stand up, stand up. So I think it's about time I express myself Cause it's sitting on the top of a buried city of gold And a full of kind of street credit tenfold So I'm coming through the back door while you ain't looking No bridging you at the knees and causing a crippling So step the down cause I'm stepping up And it's never too late for a late bloomer riser The shift in the center of violence Stand up, stand up, fight the fight, stand up, stand up.
Don't stand.